a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Put your seatbelts on. We're hour two of Radio Law Talk. I'm here with Denise and myself and Todd Cuden just ran away. I can't believe he left us. He left us because, by the way, listen to this. Our friend Todd, he's famous. I don't know if you guys who have, have never been uh, listening to our show before, Todd is famous. He is showing up to, what is he going to, Denise? Uh, some kind of a new actors. Um, Warner Brothers New Actors Awards. Awards? Yes. Yeah. Like that. I, I think it's a breakfast. Yeah, some kind yeah. of awards deal anyway. Well, yeah, tomorrow's the breakfast in, at Warner Brothers in L.A., and he's been invited, and he's flying down there. He's our... A famous uh, host who has, by the way, been on a number of commercials, and he is on WWE. And this is not a plug for the WWE. If you if you do the game WWE on your what PlayStation or whatever those uh, game uh, Xbox or Xbox whatever, or whatever mm-hmm. he is one of the he is one of the individuals on the WWE game. So Todd is quite famous, and we love having him here. He is a lawyer. He's a a criminal defense lawyer, former prosecutor of the district attorney's office. Denise, you're a family law attorney. I'm a do personal injury, and um, Cal pretends to be a lawyer. I do nothing, but my, I do try to trip up the occasional yes. lawyer with a case or no case. That's, yes, that's all exactly I got. right. That's so t- here, uh, wait till third hour, because third hour is going to be good. Uh, oh, WWE 2K19 video game, whatever. Todd, Todd's texting us, reminding us <laughs> of what he's doing. He's yeah, a, there's a kind of an oxymoron going on too, where it's, it's the young actors. And Todd's invited. Yeah, not an oxymoron. Apparently, yeah. they didn't screen anybody for that. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's young. That's what <laughs> We're going to talk about the the UK man that's banned by a judge, maybe banned by a judge with having uh, rela- uh, relations with his wife, and also a man losing a lawsuit claiming his boss bullied him by flatulently or passing gas in his uh, cubicle slash. Our, our second hour, Denise and I are going to catch up to Todd because we've got case or no case, and we're going to win some points back. And, Cal, you said uh, that case or no case, we may be able to add points other than two points. Yes, what we're going to allow you to do is do the, I guess, the Alex Trebek and his famous game show. I've pioneered this. It's nothing we're in breaking new ground, but you'll be able to take up to five of your points okay. and put them at risk. And if you lose, then you lose five points. If you win, you win five points. If you get it half right, then you win two, not three, but two. Uh, so that's what I'm thinking we will do this hour since Todd's not here. All right. If you want to call in at 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at Radio Law Talk, we will play K or no case, and then after case or no case, we are going to talk about some really interesting thing, the two Penn State frat brothers that are sentenced in the uh, pledging death, the hazing issue. We'll talk about, briefly talk about hazing. That's that's, that's, it's been going on for years and years and years, but now I think uh, the people of the United States are not putting up with it anymore, neither are the courts or the prosecutors. So, Cal, let's roll. Case or no case. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! Yep, me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> I take you now. So, well, so this, I guess I should have saved this one for the third hour. No. But I didn't know which hour wait, we were going wait, to do. 
Before you get to case or no case, is this one we can put this points This is the up? one you may risk your points. So I, so I can't tell you the case until I ask you, Mr. Penny, how many points know. are you willing to put at risk? All five. All five. Denise, what about you? Play big or go home, says Fred. I'm more conservative than that. I would say I'm going to risk three. Okay. Denise is going to risk three. Fred's risking five. Now I take you, ladies and gentlemen, to the Netherlands and Erasmus University in Rotterdam. Oh, it's Netherlands case. All right, let's it's go. It's too bad it's not Oxford, as you will soon see. Tennis Tenebrook had a major issue with his feet. They smelled to high heaven like the proverbial dead skunk. Everyone around him complained, his roommates, people when he dressed for athletic events, his classmates. His foot smell was the worst. People would actually gag when he came into the room. I mean, it was that bad. He was told to take corrective action or be expelled from the school, and finally he was kicked out. No more college for you. His extremely pungent extremities sent him out of school, and he sought a legal remedy. And so I ask you, does this former philosophy undergrad have a case? And if he did... What was the outcome? And please spare me the pun. Oh, yes, he has a strong case. We already know <laughs> that the foot odor was very strong. All right, uh, Mr. Penny, Let's. I started with Denise last time. So, Mr. Penny, you have five points at risk. Uh, is there a case? And if so, what was the outcome? Remember, hey, you, the, yeah. hey, a lot of this, those, those of you who have never played case or no case, is the psychological reading of Cal. <laughs> so there's a legal issue we have to think out, and then you got to think about the psychological issues of cow. Because it's like when you have a jury case, really it's all about the jurors. You know, it's who, what jurors you choose is important too. So our juror is a very tricky one. He is very, very tricky. <laughs> no. And he knows how to throw something out. So what I'm going to say is usually when it's intelligent, laid out thoughtfully, and it just sounds like a real normal case, it's usually not a case. This one is so off the wall, it's got to be a case. So I'm going to say, yes, it's a case. And uh, yes, there's a pungent odor lawsuit uh, that is coming back. I mean, I mean that, is, uh, that occurred with this young man because I have been in scout with the scouts before. I was a scout leader. And yes, there's very pungent uh, 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 smells that come from Boy Scouts' uh, feet while they've been at scout camp for a week without showering. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Cal, I know you've been in scouting before. Absolutely. And so we know that that is... That is a fact. So I'm going to say it's a case, and he wins because it's discrimination against people with stinky feet. There you go. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, Todd Kunin texted in and said, and the game's afoot. And, oh, <laughs> and I was going to say that something smelled fishy. You know, or something doesn't smell, pass the smell test here. Yeah, maybe his feet. What was his name again? His name was... T-E-U-N-I-S. Tunis Tenbrook. Tunis Tenbrook. 855-LAW-RADIO if you want to call in. <laughs> tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Crickets. Philosophy undergrad have Tunis a case. Tenbrook. So really the case is not whether or not they kick him out of school. The case is whether or not he sues the school for something. Correct? Does he sue the school? And if so, what is the outcome of the aforementioned lawsuit? Yes. Because they did kick him out of school. That 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 did. Happen. All right, I say that he did. Um, he did sue the school, and he sued the school for um, uh, defamation of character. And they won. The school won for truth was a defense. Oh, so you're saying that the good 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 argument. Now, what was the defense again? Did you say? 
Stinky. He had stinky feet. Oh, so he had, he had feet that made you gag. Yeah, so why would we have to put up with that in a, in a school setting was exactly. basically the it's school's defense. Yes. Oh, well, man, I can't, uh, can't argue with the logic there. All right. Uh, so, Fred, now you yes. say that this was not logical, off the wall, weird case. Yes. And therefore, you say it is a case. Correct. Denise was getting a little iffy until I gave her the name and had to spell it out. I want you to know that's a common trick of mine, but you yes. already know that by and, now. And you know what I thought you said was tennis, and I thought he was a tennis athlete. That's why I would have had to double-check the name. But how would you know that I didn't alter the word tennis to... Uh, to tenus. Tenu- exactly. <laughs> because after all, his tenus shoes would be the thing that would, would smell. So we have about a minute left, and I don't want to give you the answer. Oh, until man. We, this is, you're going to hold us out for I, the minute? I do. I don't want Okay, all right. Well, I, I want to ask, Fred, what was sure. your legal theory? Was uh, discrimination? Uh, discrimination against him because he has smelly feet. I don't know and what the won. laws are in the Netherlands, and he wins because they're discriminating against his stinky feet. But if he wins, what does that mean? That means he gets to go back to school, man. He gets to go back to school and smell, the... and just smell everybody up again. That doesn't matter. So okay. his remedy... Well, guess what? No, guess what you can do? Put him in his own dorm room. Right? Or you can just make him, you know, uh, put, stuff on, put stuff on his feet that keep him from um, perspiring. Yeah, something. Right? What? Take right. a shower. It, Scouts it, don't know what that is. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. We're going to figure out what case or no case is. And then Denise and I are going to talk about uh, the hazing issue with Penn State. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at Penny & Associates. 
You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Radio Law Talk. Yeah, Denise, during the break, was looking at me and saying, we lost. <laughs> it's yeah. not a case. You <laughs> are, this is her opinion on the side. She said, you know, we got our flatulent case coming, and you made this up to go right along with our flatulent The case. smelly case for a smelly case. <laughs> well, it's a, it, I think it's a pretty good case, actually. It's kind of interesting thought, isn't it? Yes. yes. You know, I had a friend of mine in broadcasting school that uh, was removed from broadcasting school because he had extreme foot odor. Really? Yeah, true And did story. he sue? He did not. He went back home, and uh, and they feet? discovered that there was some kind of thing, and they put aluminum chlorhydrate on his feet and stuff like that, you know, the antiperspirant. Right. And he was able to, to come back. But it was it was really, really bad, you know, and it was sad because everybody liked him. He was a nice enough guy, but uh, I guess so anyway, off. his name was not Tennis Shoe. Or, or <laughs> <laughs> um, are you good at math? Not really. Because you're going to have to subtract points probably, huh? Uh, well, there's always a possibility. See, Denise is trying to get me to get to the point. Those of you who say this is not a case, oh, that's none of you. Both of you say it's a case, right? Yes. Well, those who would say it's not a case, here's the answer. Meaning it is a case. Yeah. Ooh, good cow. And meaning that the result here... Staff at the Center of Learning said that the strong uh, order made it impossible to work. But after being kicked out, Mr. Tunis launched a 10-year court action. Oh, my gosh. Ten years it took. Ten years. And the judge said, you know what? The people of that school are just going to have to learn to hold their noses. Yes, Fred So he won. He won, and he went back to school. That was the result. Oh, 10 years later. Fred got all. Ten. Ten. So stay tuned for that. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is case or no case. I nailed it. Did you see that? I nailed it. You nailed it. I'm really proud of you. I nailed that. That, that I say, you know what? Almost two years of Radio Law Talk has been the largest gain. You have just heard a record set, those of you who are listening still. That's a high point. That is the highest uh, points given ever in the Uh, history of Radio Law Talk. I have to correct you on that. What? Because the first time that we played this game in this new segment. New format, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was 16 points you could win, and the only person that won 16 points was who, Cal? Denise Dirks. That's right. All right. So we'll get her. Denise. 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 <laughs> and you know, here's the good news, Fred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. is not competitive at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. 2017. Do you remember this? May I remember this was a sad story. That a uh, 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 wonderful young man, uh, the Piazza family. Uh, There's a boy that went to Penn State, and as you heard, a lot of these, uh, you know, frat or fraternities have these 
little rituals that they do. And one of the rituals was, you know, everybody, they get, they drink and do things. And uh, this young man apparently had gotten so drunk that they said he was at, they, they estimated between what three to four times the legal limit of driving is what his al- blood alcohol was at the time. And he, uh, and he was so drunk that he uh, fell down the stairs uh, and these apparently uh, there's an issue about hazing, which we'll we'll discuss in a minute. But uh, he um, they they find him, they bring him back up apparently upstairs. And again, the, the fact there's a lot of details. He goes lay, lays on the couch, um, not feeling good. Apparently they notice this. Apparently there are cameras in this fraternity house that show all this. And by the time they find him, uh, very unresponsive. Uh, within 40 minutes of that, that's the next morning. They call the ambulance and he dies. Uh, and, and the injuries that he had suffered from were uh, were a number of things, including uh, fractured skull, ruptured spleen. And again, his blood alcohol level, level was so high, it peaked at three to four times the legal limit of driving. And the question is, how liable are these these two boys, young men that were quote what they're calling hazing yes and they're and it's not just civil liability that they're exposed to but this case is about the criminal liability aspect of it and hazing um under this case hazing is pennsylvania it's penn state it's yeah in pennsylvania hazing is a crime and in fact they just um enhance that crime to become a felony right after this hazing incident in this particular case. Right. So now it's a felony, but these guys were actually only punished as misdemeanors. They have to, because during that time period, it was a misdemeanor. Right. You can't take the felony and retroactive so, uh, apply it. So, so. Ple- they've pled, right? They've pled. They did. And and one of them, and I don't have to go through their names, is uh, it pled to six. He's going to get six to nine months uh, and conspiracy to commit hazing, hazing and uh, furnishing liquor to a minor. Apparently, this young man was was under was, over 21 uh, yeah under 21 no no he's the, the kid the ch- the man that died was under 21 under 21 that's what i'm saying but the person that provided the over alcohol, 21 there you go that's right so furnished liquor to a minor um i don't know is a minor under 21 or under 18 that's what i don't know that's uh, maybe who was under 18 I, I don't know mr piazza that died so i'm not quite sure but it come it came down to this is the interesting part we want to discuss so the judge is not going to f- finalize cal this is interesting i don't know if you know this his sentencing until finals are over. So can you just can you picture this? I'm going to jail. Um, you know what? Most kids, and I have kids in college. I can't wait till finals are over. He's probably going, doggone it! Finals drag on, drag on because uh, this is he, he's going to be sentenced after finals. And the well, one what's he studying up for though? I mean, what's he going to use his degree for in prison? I don't know. Well, he's a, he's not going to be there. He's long. not in prison. He's not just going to jail. You're right. Just yeah. going to jail. Yeah. yeah. So, but but right. how the judge really did penalize him. Um, he gave the other one three other months one. house arrest right. and nearly three years of probation and a $1,500 fine and 100 hours of community service. That's Bonatucci. That's one of the other individuals. With Sala. His name is Joseph Sala. Oh, okay. And so um, what what the judge did would to really make it fit the crime is he gave him the longer terms of probation and gave him a lot of other types of penalties. Yeah, there's one, there's one individual. Uh, we'll, we'll come we'll back. Talk, we'll talk about that when we get back. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit Concussion Medical clinic.com to schedule your appointment. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to L-E-T-T-Y and Company. USA Radio News with Rick Vincent. As we watch the best athletes in college basketball, should they be getting paid for their efforts? Connecticut Democratic Senator Chris Murphy says yes. When you have a whole bunch of adults who are white making money off of the free labor of a whole bunch of young people who are largely African American, that has to be part of why we consider this a civil rights issue. In an exclusive interview with CNN, the NBA's Adam Silver says there are a lot of issues involved, including those athletes who want to keep amateur status for the Olympics. Norm Coleman, national chairman of the Republican Jewish Coalition, has gone from calling President Trump a fraud and a bully before his election to now supporting his re-election campaign. He was asked why on CNN. I watched him govern for two years. I watched him strengthen the U.S.'s relationship in ways that I've told you again and again. Appointing Nikki Haley as ambassador to the U.N., finally, you know, shutting the U.N. up on its continuous anti-Semitic efforts. President and Vice President both speaking today at the coalition's conference. You're listening to USA Radio News. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 
Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-399-6392. 1-800-399-6392. That's 1-800-399-6392. All around the world, the world. This is RadioLawTalk.com. Radio Law Talk. And on a Monday, I'm gonna love you. And on a Tuesday, that there's dancing music, Cal. Uh huh. I can rock back and forth, man, in the chair. Hey, this is serious stuff, Denise. We're talking during the break. Actually, after this Penn State uh, frat brothers hazing issue in 2017, they changed the law, didn't they? Uh, hazing law in in, in 2018, they changed it as a result of this um, this case, and they made it a felony now. It's not a misdemeanor because it costs a lot to uh, to bring all of these misdemeanors against these frats uh, members. Right. So, right. anyway. I was, I was curious about the Good Samaritan thing, though. So, here they are. They find him. Okay, now there's an issue of hazing. Now, are, were they and hazing's prosecuted? illegal, by the way, right. in all states but one, two, three, four, five, six. Wow. So, only six states do not have hazing laws. Um, so that's really important to note that it is a big problem in yeah. many, many, many and, states. And they're, and they're changing it. Things are changing and hazing these fraternities. And I, yeah. not just that, the civil liability. Right. You had told, you had raised a good question, I thought. How come they didn't charge these guys under the Good Samaritan law? And why um, uh, did they have to try to help him and try to save his life? It, remember, it took 40 minutes for police to get there, for them even to call the police to come after they discovered that he was dead. Cause this well, is a dead. Child. They don't, actually, they don't know if he's dead or, or was in bad shape, really bad I think shape. he fell down the stairs. and No, no, that, that was before. That was like the night before. And then he went up and they brought him up upstairs oh, to the right. couch and he was laying there. The next morning, they kind of find him pretty ba- in bad shape, uh, really bad shape. And then they're like, you know, they're like, what do we do? What do we do? Or, right. You know. And so you you had said, I wondered if there was a good Samaritan law right. in Pennsylvania. And the... A good Samaritan help. So if in, if you engage in trying to save somebody medically, um, CMTs, uh, paramedics, all of those, they are immune from any kind of prosecution. Right. But generally, if, generally, generally speaking, generally. yeah, absent severe negligence. Right, right, right. Um, but Pennsylvania just amended their Good Samaritan law, and this is really a good good piece of information. They have exempted. Uh, people that call when when somebody has an overdose, the people a that friend, call, say a friend yeah, does. exactly, and and that the friend calls to help that other friend when um, get medical personnel to save their lives, then police cannot charge the person who calls with any crime for drugs at all. Wow. So they have made immunity for drug users in essence to be able to call to save other persons who are overdosing on drugs. Right. So now, I mean, which I could see that as a good thing. I mean, that's here you are. It's like you're. Uh, 
two people are doing drugs and they're they're having issues in life clearly and one guy's dying well i'm not going to call the cops to save him because i'm going to be arrested but now this allows them uh, some immunity is that right that's in right pennsylvania that's right and i kind of think that's a good idea yeah. it's what they would call common sense which seems to be the shortage of these days in many laws right but this and appears it, to be based i mean you help somebody set aside all the other stuff save the life first we'll deal with the other issues later right and if this law had been in effect at the time it is potentially um that it could have been used in the alcohol setting that these kids would not be prosecuted if they called to save the life of this other kid who clearly was over consuming alcohol right uh, they couldn't get away from the hazing more than likely but they wouldn't be charged with alcohol abuse, perhaps. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it can be stretched that far, but I would have tried to do it if I was a de- defense counsel. Yeah, you would say, Your Honor, look, okay, so, so they got themselves in a, in a bad situation here. Nonetheless, when they saw there was, this young man was in peril, they set all of that aside and acted immediately to save his life. And by the way, we were playing drinking games. Welcome. We're in college. Right. right. That's right, right. right. I mean, it seems like that would be kind of a defense. Speaking of playing drinking games, let's talk about craft. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, you know, here, if those of you have been living under a rock, which I hope you guys aren't, uh, Mr. Kraft, who's the owner of the New England Patriots, during the time period where there is during the playoffs, um, apparently he frequented this um, really interesting establishment uh, on a strip mall that was a massage parlor that uh, did uh, apparently other things besides massage and he and a number of other people were caught up in a ring uh, for where they uh, charged prostitution uh, to uh, against the the person that ran that, that that one of the facilities there's one main facility they're talking about but apparently there's multiple facilities that that the uh, district attorney or the police you know targeted but this one facility had some very high profile people that would show up and uh, apparently get massages and some and sometimes not all uh, more than that here's the interesting thing um, by the way his lawyers have just have just filed a 92-page brief. And we've got to talk. We're not going to go into 92 pages. we got to talk about that 92-page brief. But let me set this up for those of you who don't know the exact details. So what's happening is they think there's a prostitution ring going on in here, and these individuals are coming in and, and out. And the police are, are investigating that. Right, and they're investigating. And by the way, they already have enough evidence, apparently, this is the argument of Kraft's lawyer, to go ahead and close the place down. But they come in and they say, quote, there's a bomb scare, all right? What, what do you mean a bomb scare? Well, there's a bomb scare, so they take everybody out of the um, everybody out of the um, Massa- uh, the massage yeah, parlor. Yeah, yeah, the massage parlor, and, um, and 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 they say there's a bomb scare, but yet it's not the other build, rest of the building is is evacuated. It's only the massage parlor, and they throw up cameras in that massage parlor, and they come out and they catch Mr. Kraft among other people doing supposed things that they're not supposed to be doing. And um, it's probably 90 bucks. I don't know how he pulls up in his limo owning the Patriots and, and does this, but I don't get that. But that's another story, and that's another case we can talk about. So here's the big issue. Okay, well, how is it this, which, by the way, is a misdemeanor, not the prostitution, but the solicitation, because he's charged with solicitation, he and the other individuals, is a misdemeanor. There are laws in Florida's and constitutional laws that that's an overreach to go ahead and, you know, of search and seizure, et cetera, et cetera, to put cameras in videotaping someone for a minor, a more minor solicitation thing that is a misdemeanor. And the Florida law 
sounds pretty dang clear that that is overreaching for the police to do that. They can't. It has to be a serious felony for them to put cameras in. That's right. Um, under Florida's wiretapping law, it's a two-party consent law, and it makes it a crime to intercept or record a wire, oral, or electronic communication in Florida unless all parties to the communication consent. And that's the first part of that. Right. The second part of that is that the police cannot uh, do it for just minor crimes and cannot just right. go in and get... And, and at the time, I think what's really important is at the time that the wiretapping occurred, uh, the police had already had enough evidence to shut down the spa, and that was before they installed the cameras because they had pe- men that... They saw first that only men were going into this place. They interviewed men coming out. There were men that admitted to um, the solicitation charge, and um, they had... They had transcripts of, of testimony. Right. So they didn't need anything further. It was almost as if, well... What, like entrapment. That's it was like entrapment. almost like entrapment, but it, I love what the defense says. They called it a sneak and peek. It's video surveillance. Yes, in other words, let's get these guys on video and embarrass them into copying a plea, even if we stretch the parameters of the Fourth Amendment to get our hands on the video. Right. Exactly, and remember, we talked last week, Cal, about the fact that um, when the plea were given, you know, when the DA allowed for pleas to be given to the other side, or to Kraft, he rejected it because it would require him to admit all the underlying facts would have been proven at trial. So it was more than just these facts are true. It was they would be true at trial beyond a reasonable doubt. We're going to show you the video, in other words. Yeah. yeah. And to me, if I were Kraft, exactly. that would be the thing that I would want to stop at all costs. Now, Kraft has yeah. issued an apology last month saying he had disappointed his family, friends, co-workers, and fans, and uh, many others who rightfully hold me, quote, me into a higher standard. Now, don't right. forget, this guy lost his wife approximately around 2011. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not here to judge the guy. I mean, is it a stupid thing to do? Probably. It's, he, given his who his situation. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was also very respectful in saying he apologized to women specifically, because he doesn't disrespect women. He didn't yeah. mean for this to come out as something that was disrespectful of women. I, and I appreciated that comment from him. But that's when they turned it into, I mean, that came out because they turned this into a sex slave or, you know, yeah. that kind of a thing. I mean, I understand that there are women who choose to sell their sexual services and... Well, in this particular case, it may not have may been not their be, choice. Right. And that, right. There was an underlying um, investigation into human trafficking. And that was the point. Yeah, that was the serious felony right. that they were investigating, but they already had enough to show the um, the prostitution part, yeah. part of that. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be interesting. I think Kraft's going to get off. I don't. We don't guarantee anything here. We don't 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 take that to the bank, but my odds are, my, is that he's going to walk away. There are still may be some issues with the NFL. Don't forget the NFL. Can, He's going to have consequences yeah, for a while about this. We'll be right back. We're going to talk more about some more interesting things, including attorney stadium attacks similar to 2011 in Dodgers Stadium. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Hear past episodes of Radio Law Talk on radiolawtalk.com. Just click on the podcast tab. Happy listening. 
So baseball season is in full swing. I have a friend that is an absolute Giants fan, and he lives in Southern California, actually not too far from Dodger Stadium. And uh, he tweeted out, it actually was in a Facebook post I saw this past week, and it shows a picture of he and his little uh, young son uh, in Giants uniform at the Dodgers game. Uh, and I don't, I couldn't tell if they were playing the Dodgers. They might have been playing the Dodgers, the Giants were. And it's funny, his comment was, he goes, enjoyed the game, didn't get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> and so we say that and we laugh a little bit about it, and I chuckled. But you know what? There's that, those of you who, again, who live in Under a Rock, in 2011, there was a, a major issue at a Dodgers game where I believe it was a Giants fan was beaten up to where he uh, was seriously uh, injured and a lawsuit ensued. I where, mean, brain damage, the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, $18 million judgment against the, the Dodgers uh, uh, for the, the incident. So that happens in 2011. And, and now. This year, another incident happens. It's just starting up baseball at Dodger Stadium in the parking lot. Apparently, it was against the Diamondbacks, which is the, the Arizona Diamondbacks. An individual goes out to the parking lot and gets beat up. Uh, I don't know what, who said what and is apparently now in a coma. And uh, here we go again, and there's uh, lawsuits will probably fly in here, too. His prognosis is improving. He's out of the coma, not able to be interviewed by investigators yet, but he's out of that coma. So yeah, some, oh, that's some good pro- progress being made. Yeah, but, the difference yeah. is it wasn't the other one in 2011 was in the stadium. From what I recall, there was a fight. Was it in the stadium? I think they were I both know. after the they game. They were both after yeah. the game. I thought, the okay, all right. I thought there was one in the stadium, too. I, I don't remember that. This I, is eerily similar. I yeah, guess, this one's were, similar. Yeah. I guess you're right, because they said it was in a parking lot. This one was in a parking lot, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Apparently, they're saying it was a... They haven't found the individuals that, that started this fight or, or were involved in no, this fight. No, but they are kind of opining. They believe there's going to be a lawsuit that arises out of this. Right. Um, the individual's going to say that this stadium in particular and the owners of the stadium and the team have not done enough to protect people when they leave that stadium. He actually got the same lawyer as the previous guy. So, you know, he found someone who at least had some experience uh-huh. in suing the Dodgers after somebody gets beat up and seriously damaged. So he, he went and got the same guy. Yeah. So the Dodgers are now going, oh, boy, here we go. Well, right. it's, uh, they're arguing, obviously, among other things, lighting is an issue and security. They still don't have security in right. the parking lot That's, areas. If I were to uh, argue, Fred, and I, you thank the good Lord that I'm not a lawyer because I would screw up everything I touched if that were the case. But I think I would try to talk about alcohol. And baseball. There are many people, to many people, there are a match made in heaven. To at least two men that we know of, there are a match made in the opposite place because we believe that alcohol was involved in both of these incidents. At least right. that's what the claim is being made. So does a club have liability? They sell the alcohol. They make great money on the beer. I mean, they have big profit margin on that. Well, it's a defense. Well, they do. They absolutely do because sure. yeah. for eight years ago, almost to the day that happened before, and the lawsuit did grant um, a judgment in favor of the plaintiff against the Dodgers. $18 million. Yes. That's a lot of beer. That is. It's, it's a lot. It, it is a defense for them to argue that they they were, you know, they were partially at fault. Like, number of states are what's called comparative negligence states or contribu- contributory negligence states. So they can, in a comparative and state. what's the difference? Okay, yeah. the comparative state is you can, you compare whose fault. So, for example, let's say uh, the plaintiff or the person that was injured uh, was 10% at fault and the other individual 
individuals 90% at fault that caused it. Well, then guess what? They only have to pay 90% of whatever their verdict is, basically. Where a, a contributory state is, it's a 51-50. So in other words, if you find that you of the plaintiff are 51% at fault or just tip the scale, you get zero. That's a contributory negligence state. Where, uh, and we're a comparative negligence state. As a plaintiff, you can be at fault. And you can have partial fault, and you can still win your case. The percentage that that the jury thinks that that the other party's at fault. Yeah, and and California is contributory. It's comparative. It's comparative. Comparative. So it's. I learned the, something new today. The, the way the way you say it, it's a little more liberal in the toward the plaintiffs. So a plaintiff can be ninety percent at fault. In the accident, but if the other side's 10% at fault, and this is, I'm giving you general law, they're, by the way. They're paying general generally. Yeah, yeah, generally, they got 10% of the value of their case. And again, these are general areas of law. Remember, 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 uh, that we're talking about general areas of law. Seek local counsel if you have any questions. But anyway, we're going to see what happened. This one's going to roll around. I bet you we're talking about it later. Yeah. Uh, but here, here we go again. More uh, issues at Dodger Stadium. Why Dodger Stadium? I don't know, but it's happening at Dodger Stadium. Stadium. How big of a uh, factor, and this is probably a dumb question, but it wouldn't be my first one. How big a factor is it the fact that the Dodgers have already settled on a similar case for a fairly large amount of money? Does that come into play? No, at all? that they will not. The jury will not hear that. They will not be able to argue. Oh, there's another case. They can argue though, and again, it's up to a judge. By the way, they can argue that uh, you have not taken the proper steps to mitigate damages or issues you've had in the past. That they this can't case get into proves settlement. you know about. Right? Yeah, they can't get into, oh, it was $18 million settlement. They can't talk about that. I but see. it's up to a judge. There's all these different motions they'll bring to determine how much of that evidence is going to come in from the prior incident. And okay. there's a new lawsuit, too, against Jesse Smollett, correct? Right. That one's coming down, and, and I think, uh, I'm not sure if it's actually been filed or if just a demand letter has been um, exchanged to his attorney, to Jesse's attorney, uh, Garagos. I'm guessing demand because the deadline passed on Friday for the demand to have been met. Either that yeah. or it's this Monday. It's well, the demand right. was for the return of $130,000 um, for the investigation, the cost of the investigation um, in the Smollett matter, where Jesse Smollett alleged that Chicago these two men... Is asked, city of Chicago. Yeah, city of Chicago. Is asking for the money. Yeah, the mayor of, right. and the city. You're right. And so what happened is that we now hear that it is the price tag... Um, um, is now $390,000, roughly treble damages. Wow. So that's three times the amount of damages. So the, the city is working on a theory that allows them to collect treble damages. So now the demand is up to three hundred. dollars What's treble 000. damages? A lot of people don't know what that means. It's, it's a punish, right? It's a punishment, and right. it allows for the actual damages to be tripled in amount um, and collected. And the city is, a, and, this is a civil suit, so they, they, the burden of proof is much less than if they're proving the reality actually did this to a, without right. a reasonable doubt, yes, right? Yes, that's right. right. It'll be, uh-huh. It's more likely than not rather than Preponderance of the evidence. Yes. That's exactly right. Well, speaking of uh, problems, uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, we, we always say every time at Radio Law Talk, if we run out of topics, oh, we have any, by the way, we have a ton of topics. We have plenty. But Johnny Depp's always in the news. Now he's, he's, he's uh, lay the facts out for Okay, us. so the, Johnny Depp is suing his ex-wife uh, because she um, basically 
alleged that he had been abusive toward her, and she did a um, um, some kind of an interview and an op-ed on sexual violence for the Washington Post in December 2018. So he sued her for $50 million for defamation of character, and uh, saying that she has defamed him. Wait, on that one issue, one big issue is he hasn't been asked back by Disney to join the Pirates of the Caribbean reboot. Uh, they're doing a Pirates of the Caribbean reboot. They haven't asked him back yet. They so said they're not going issue. to. He's yeah. out. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, so, he's out. Wow, that is that is a major issue for Disney, major issue for Johnny Depp, because that is a big money maker Yeah, but that's him. still part of the defamation damage. Right. That's what I'm right. trying to exactly. say. Right, exactly. That's why one of the reasons he's bringing it, because it's really causing some problems for him. Absolutely. And this case is really interesting and I love it because they had a problem with the e-filing system. So the judge in this case get granted extensions of time to do discovery and uh, vacated and reset the trial dates and did all sorts of stuff because What? Stop. What trial? The trial of the, he's suing his attorney. No, no, no. That trial's already been settled. Okay. Uh, It's the trial against his ex-wife. So that one has been, what happened is they filed a motion um, to continue the trial, but it never made it into their new e-filing system. So the judge wasn't even aware that this motion existed. And so the judge had to admit that he was overburdened with his own schedule and that a continuance would be right. And he said, please hire a discovery referee to help with the discovery issues because I need help in here. A discovery referee is a, a person that helps to resolve all the discovery problems of getting depositions and testimony. And discoveries where the lawyers give each other all the evidence they have. Well, I'll tell you what's yeah, happening and depositions. is in states, not just California, but New York, other states, they're, they're so overburdened, the government and the courts with cases, they can't handle them. And it takes you so long to get a, a trial or a case, especially if it's a civil case, because criminal cases come first right. because they have a right to a speedy trial. And that's what the judges say, please help me go out and hire someone to kind of do a little bit of my job to make it you know, a little bit easier. That's so we're right. going to be back third hour and talk about the most exciting things today, which is uh, a man might be bad by a ju- banned by a judge from having sex with his wife and flatulence. We'll be back. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.